skin is a living part of your body and your largest organ. And as skincare experts for over 30 years, Dermalogica's number one focus is on empowering people to achieve their healthiest skin ever. Education is at the heart of everything we do. So our podcast brings advice from top skin health experts directly to you. Join us as we discuss research and skin technologies to help you get real results. Welcome to your skincare journey with Dermalogica. It's time to start living in your healthiest skin. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Living Skin Podcast. Oh my gosh, it is great to have you here with us and happy new year. It's 2023 and we are kicking off this year with a bang at Dermalogica with education. And I am so excited to talk about our topic today, which is focusing on our upcoming online course that's launching January 30th. And that is treating melanin rich skin. And to bring this podcast to a kickoff, I have with us our very special guest who's been, of course, with us before, Dee Vining from our Toronto office. And Dee, it's great to have you here with us. I cannot wait to dive in on this topic today with you. Oh my gosh, Beth, thank you so much. I know I love being on this podcast. Always love being able to work with you and this is something that is really near and dear to my heart. So I'm so pumped and just so excited to launch this and dive into more of the details about it today. Yes, this is exciting. I mean, you and I have been working on this passion project for a long time, and there's been a lot of upcoming steps and pieces and, uh, you know, challenges and opportunities and information that we have all discovered when bringing this course to life. So for those of you who are tuning in and joining us for the very first time, hey, it's so glad we're so glad to have you here with us, number one, on the podcast. But Dee is, again, our training center manager in Toronto. And she's actually, you know, had expertise and experience for over 15 years in skin treatments and many spas, also a certified laser technician. And she has over 10 years in teaching key topics around products, skin physiology, and of course, understanding and treating melanin rich skin. And so Dee is actually one of our um, amazing curriculum, the leading experts that's featured in the online course. And so Dee, why I brought you on today too, is to really dive into some of these key aspects that we're covering in the course that's launching on January 30th. Now this course, everyone is free. It's online. So it's an easy opportunity for you to jump on and take that in the convenience of your own home or your office. So one of the things that we're really passionate about at Dermalogica, of course, is education. It is the backbone of literally everything we do. And one of the things that I think is interesting is that when you dive into understanding skin, it's important to understand as a skin therapist, how to treat all skin tones. And Dee, I have to share like you know, a personal story for me. So in my undergraduate, my graduate, even my own personal like training and advanced education I've taken, I've always known how to treat all various skin tones. But what I found with our research is that there's a lot of skin therapists out there that don't have necessarily that type of training or that confidence. 
What are your thoughts on what you've been noticing when you are teaching or training or even as a skin therapist yourself? I a hundred percent agree. You know, there's, there's so many aspects in the industry where you either see people who have tons of experience and have been exposed to it their entire careers, but it all depends on your geography. It really depends on where you are in the world, what your client base is like, what your demographics are like, dependent on how varied your client base may be or how varied your studies may be, dependent on where you did study. But I do think that more and more as we progress into the world, it really is crucial for everyone to be able to understand how to treat a myriad of skin tones. Mm -hmm. Not only will it help us retain a multitude of clients and have a really varied client base, but it's also going to be able to give us the tools to deal with every client and every single client's concerns. One of the things that I love most about Dermalogica is that we're not a cookie cutter brand. We love the ability to customize and pull from different lines to create something entirely bespoke. And we love celebrating individuals. And I think that echoes through in treating multiple clients with varying skin tones. Yes, I think it's so important that you said the fact of where you are, uh, your demographics, your location, um, your clientele that's coming in. Because if, you know, as a skin therapist, and even as a past business owner, you never know who's going to walk through your doors, right? And you need to be empowered as a, as a professional to be able to handle, handle a, a myriad of skin tones and variations. And one of the things I think that really inspired us to create this online course is that when it comes to melanin-enriched skin, especially when we're looking at that the range from Fitzpatrick four through six, it's massively underrepresented when it comes to education, training, textbooks, curriculum. And for us, it was really important with this course and this project to give that information, specifically building a foundation for the professional skin therapist to understand and treat melanin-rich skin. And I have been so lucky to have like an amazing team, um, such as yourself and our other experts who joined us in this course. So when you guys tune into this, not only are you going to CD and hear all of her amazing knowledge and expertise, but we have three other educators. We have a skin health equity expert joining us in the course. And we also partnered with a dermatologist to make sure that this course brings what we need as professionals in the treatment room. And the key thing with this is, Dee, as you know, we focused on services, which is such a key aspect of that um, as well. Where do you feel in the industry right now that it's lacking when it comes to services or treatments for skin of color? I think that can be split up into two different buckets. Firstly, identification. And secondly, having the knowledge and the tools to understand what you can and shouldn't be doing. Okay. I think when it comes to identification, we so often see, you know, you had mentioned this previously in the industry, you don't really see multiple skin tones and how certain skin conditions impact those skin tones. So often there was this myth that, deeper skin tones or more melanin rich skin tones don't see sensitivity and don't experience sensitivity. And that is so far from the truth because I have a melanin rich skin and I'm genetically sensitive. 
So I think it's being able to identify what you're seeing on the skin and removing any previous myths that you may have had about a more melanin-rich skin. And then when it comes to treatments, really thinking about what safely will maximize results for your clients and your patients. Because when you're thinking about a melanin-rich skin, as with any skin, it does come with its own combination of challenges and concerns and things that need to be practiced safely. So with a more melanin-rich skin, you're going to be taking a less aggressive approach and rather focusing on treatments that can be done maybe more frequently because you're wanting to reduce any inflammation or any destruction to the tissue there. Okay, and that is such a key thing. I want everyone to kind of go back and break that down a little bit, which is when you're treating someone with a darker or richer skin tone, melanin-rich skin, it's not about this aggressive approach. It's really about almost being more progressive, right? Really stepping yeah. into that and understanding, I think the science base behind your constitutive skin color and how melanin actually responds. And I think inflammation that you mentioned, that is such a key aspect of that, you know, all skins, regardless of skin tone can be sensitive or sensitized. So that leads me into a couple of couple of questions that I have for you when we jump into the course. So you took the lead on understanding dehydration um, in the skin. And of course you are leading experts on more of our advanced services. So we're looking at things such as like microneedling and nano infusion and dermaplaning. So when it comes to skin conditions like dehydration, as an expert, how do you teach or train someone to confidently identify how dehydration manifests on a more melanin-rich skin? That's such a great question, Beth. I'm a firm believer in always starting at the very beginning. So covering the foundation of what we know versus what we don't know because what we know is going to set the foundation for diving into what we don't know so we can feel more comfortable and confident moving forward. So we know that a dehydrated skin lacks water. We know that we always want crucial hydration in our skin because a lack of water in our skin can cause a, a multitude of concerns to happen. And it's almost a cascade effect of negative impacts on our skin, which is what we don't want. But what we do want and where I'm finding the gaps in the industry is that we don't know how to recognize dehydration on a more melanin-rich skin. Mm -hmm. So it's more so really diving into, okay, we know that dehydration is a lack of water. We know that we need hydration in order for natural desquamation to occur in the skin, which goes to show you're going to see more of that flakiness. You're going to see more of that textural concern. But if we start to combine what we know about melanin-rich skin, we know that in a melanin-rich skin, as those skin cells move up to the surface of the skin, those dead skin cells that make up kind of the tiling or the roofing on our skin still contain melanin. So instead of just that flaky texture and instead of just the drier skin look or the flakiness, you're going to get more of a mottled appearance to the skin. Also, because your skin is unable to receive all of the juicy ingredients that you're applying to it, you might get kind of an ashy, lackluster appearance to the skin. But treating that dehydration is going to be similar. We're going to encourage some exfoliation to slough off those dead skin cells and then really encourage penetration of super saturating ingredients like hyaluronic acid and maybe combining something that's rich in ceramides because 
We also know that dehydration partners really well with every other skin type, like dryness, where you might in turn experience a bit more of that tightness or more sensitivity. So it is crucial that we know what we're looking at and we're really diving into how we can treat that to maximize the results for our clients. Because as much as we think, you know, everyone has dehydration. Mm -hmm. I think it's so often overlooked because dehydration can be the core of so many other skin types being exacerbated. Mm -hmm. I think that's such a brilliant way of how you described it, of taking your foundation, right? Your science, what you understand about dehydration, uh, why it happens in the skin, and then using your consultation and one of the things that we talk about in the course is using what's called CQ consultation or being culturally intelligent uh, by one of our experts who takes a whole module or a chapter on that and applying it to now understanding how does it manifest and how can I recognize it with someone who has a darker skin tone. And just to kind of reiterate um, to our listeners who are joining in, when you're recognizing dehydration, in someone with a darker skin tone type scale. So we're looking at Fitzpatrick four through six, you have to consider that melanin is still present, right? In those dead skin cells. And you're noting that we're seeing things such as like a dullness or an ashiness look. What about feeling as well? What are we noticing on, on that, on the skin? So you're definitely going to feel a bit more of that textural Mm -hmm. kind of feel to the skin so mm -hmm. you will feel something almost gritty or grainy on the surface of the skin especially if a person isn't exfoliating generally you'll find also with more melanin rich skin that there are a lot of myths in the industry and a lot of myths as to how to take care of your skin so dependent on what the person is using that may partner with a compromised barrier maybe they're not exfoliating at all so with a kind of mottled appearance, you're going to feel a bit of that tightness. You're going to see those active dehydration lines and you will feel that roughness on the skin. Okay. Now you mentioned myths that happen in the industry and I know you're just smiling right now. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh, you're like, oh, Beth, there are so many. Okay. What would be a myth that you would like to bust on our podcast today when it comes to dehydration and treating melanin rich skin how much time do you have <laughs> <laughs> well this first podcast we don't have all the time but I feel like I feel like you've got definitely a, a key you know word or pearl of wisdom that I, I feel like you need to share with our our listeners oh yeah so okay. I think the biggest one for me is sunscreen mm -hmm. you know okay I, I come from a sunny country I used to swim when I was in school and never once did anyone in my family or even myself think that it was important to wear sunscreen because as far as anyone who had a melanin rich skin was concerned, because your skin was melanin rich, you didn't need any sun protection. And that is so not true. When it comes to more melanin rich skin, yes, your melanin does offer you some kind of natural SPF. Right. However, mm -hmm. It is not sufficient to protect you from the UV rays that the sun exposes you to. So every single person, it doesn't matter where you are on that Fitzpatrick scale, you need to wear sunscreen. It is so, so important, especially when we think of the concerns that come along with the melanin-rich skin. Mm -hmm. We so often see things like pigmentation crop up or a lot of sensitivity. 
And that can be combated if we're wearing a regular sunscreen and reapplying when we're exposed to the sun. So I think that's definitely something that I work on a lot is making sure that everyone is cognizant of the fact that no matter what your skin tone is, no matter where you live, um, I know recently we, well, not recently, but a while ago, we moved to Canada. And even in the snow, you have to wear sunscreen. And that's really something that I ensure that we're driving to our students is no matter what you're doing, no matter what your skin tone is, sunscreen is crucial for everybody, especially, you know, when we're wanting to maintain the integrity of our skin. Okay. Well, you guys, you heard it straight from the expert here with D and I 100% am right there with 200%. We know that SPF is so critical and crucial. And I'm really glad you shared that as a, you know, a myth, you know, busting situation that you wanted to give us today, because it is true, because sometimes I think, you know, again, it depends on your education. It also depends on your culture. It depends, like you said, how you grew up and what you knew about that. And I think that's another thing coming into it as a skin therapist. If you have not treated a lot of clients with melanin rich skin, you need to take a look at everything from your science to understanding how the skin behaves to also being culturally intelligent in those questions around things such as you said, wearing SPF is so key. And we do cover that in the course as well of how melanin reacts within the skin. And again, I'm so excited about this course, Dee, because as you and I and the other experts worked on it um, so hard, it was really about marrying that science and the understanding and the knowledge of how the skin responds. So I'm glad you busted that myth for us today uh, as well. So let's head into talking about another key aspect that you are covering in the course. There's a whole module dedicated to advanced services. So what we mean by advanced services with Dermalogica are things such as like chemical peels, microneedling, nano infusion, um, dermaplaning, even LED being used in the treatment room. So the three areas that we brought with your expertise were around the microneedling and nano infusion. So let's start there first. Um, I feel like our listeners are really going to want to tune in to your knowledge about what are some of the things that you need to consider when doing microneedling on a more melanin rich skin. This is such a, it's such a passionate topic of mine because it's so crucial that we know what we're treating and know what the potential impact on the skin could be. And as, as I said, with dehydration, it's crucial to start from the very beginning and gain that understanding of what exactly is it that we're doing in the skin. And we cover that in the course as well. Now with microneedling, you're creating small puncture wounds in the skin with a micro fine needle. And it's going to create channels in the skin, which will trigger the body's wound healing process. That means that we're going to start to see those wounds respond to repair the damage, trigger the production of collagen, trigger the production of things like elastin to help to start to rebuild the skin's dermal structure. The rebuilding of that is going to help reduce the appearance of fine lines, wrinkles, Things like acne scarring or stretch marks can be treated here as well. Now, when we're treating a more melanin-rich skin, we're going to want to think about the needle depth. We don't want to 
go too deep into a melanin-enriched skin because as we discussed, melanin-enriched skin is prone to that inflammation. We also know that something that partners well with inflammation and a natural reaction in our body is hyperpigmentation, also known as post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation. So if we do go for a more aggressive treatment, the chances of having that post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation crop up is significantly higher. Whereas if we focus more in that progressive approach, we're still going to achieve the results that we're looking for, but we're not going to be incredibly invasive in the skin. We're working with the skin on what it can tolerate, how much it can tolerate, and focusing on a skin health approach as opposed to detrimenting the, the health of the skin moving forward and the results that your clients or your patients is looking for. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so key to understand that as well of how, what are we doing, number one, with this type of advanced service? Um, and then also to how is the skin going to respond? And as you said, we cover a lot of this information in the course, including the kind of the action or activity of the type of melanin that's in your skin. So whether it's eumelanin or pheomelanin, we know that all that also too responds differently, like you mentioned with the post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation. So I just want to reiterate too, that with microneedling, you were talking about making sure that we're not going very deep, right? On a mm -hmm. needle depth or needle range, so to speak. So what is that range that you, that you recommend that someone would stay within? So I would generally say don't go below 0.6 millimeters into mm -hmm. the skin. That's kind of your, your safety zone. Yeah. I would also choose a cartridge that maybe has 24 pins in it. If you're using the pen on more sensitive areas or areas that are closer to the bone, recommend, you know, going a little bit um lower in your needle depth. So going a bit higher than 0.6, so maybe 0.5 or 0.4, dependent on the skin. Okay. And then as you progress those treatments, as your patient gets used to what you're offering them, then you can look at adjusting things like your speed. You can look at adjusting maybe the pins in your cartridge, but I would never look at adjusting the depth in the skin because that's what's going to cause the detriment if you go too deep. Right. Too deep, too fast is not what yeah. we're trying to do. Plus we're not trying to go into the dermis, you know, as a skin yeah. therapist, most of those who are approved to work as a professional, you know, licensed th skin therapist or esthetician, you're going to be doing that epidermal microneedling, right? So yeah. we're staying within the epidermis and back to D of really staying within that 0 0.2 to 0 0.6 millimeters. I like the note to about a higher um, pin cartridge. So of course the less needles that you have in your cartridge, less pins, you know, that's going to be a little bit more aggressive in that action. And we don't need to, to kick up that aggress aggressiveness in it because it's going to trigger inflammation, which is then going to cause again, post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation, um, as well. What about when we head into more of, um, what I like to say more of a resurfacing action with a pen, which is super popular right now in the industry. And that is with nano infusion, which is more of that resurfacing action. What are some of your key tips for a professional skin service provider to follow when using nano infusion? So with nano infusion, we're going to be, like you mentioned, offering that resurfacing. So mm -hmm. I would always suggest Exactly the same as you would with microneedling. Don't go below 0 0.6 millimeters. 
try and use a silicone tip cartridge if you can, if you have that available with your device, which I think is sensational when it comes to melanin-rich skin, because that really does help you to offer a treatment that's a little bit less invasive for a melanin-rich skin and right. something that will work in synergy with a melanin-rich skin. Also ensure that you're using the right kind of targeted treatments with your nano infusion. So with that, think about what you're trying to achieve in the skin. Is it hydration? Is it that you're treating hyperpigmentation and ensure that your serums and your active ingredients are going to work in synergy with that? Ensure as well, and this goes for every advanced treatment that you're doing, practice. Practice, practice, practice makes perfect. And that is exactly what you need to do when it comes to advanced services. You never want to be performing a microneedling or a nanoinfusion treatment on a client for the very first time that you've ever done it. So make sure that you're practicing, make sure that you're splitting the face up into zones. I do love Dermalogica's method of being able to split up the skin in different zones as you're working around the face. I think that's incredibly beneficial. And it also ensures that you're never overlapping and that your technique is really maximizing results for your patients there. I love that. It really, like you said, practice makes, I think, progress. I don't want to say perfect yeah. because <laughs> we're always learning. <laughs> we're always learning. And then, you know, really taking it in small sections. And then, you know, one of the things that I'm training, I'm talking to the therapist is like, just watch how that skin responds, number one, but you also need to get feedback, right? from your client and, and, or your patient. And the reason to everyone that why we're saying client and patient is because this course is really for everyone. If you are a skin service professional, whether you're working in a, you know, a treatment room, whether you own your own business, maybe you're a booth renter, um, you know, maybe you're working in a money spa or you're a RN who is headed into understanding how to, you know, treat the skin. Now you're getting into a little bit more skin services. Um, this is really recommended for everyone to take and it's global. So what's great is that you are in good partnership with other like-minded therapists across the world who are going to be tuning in and taking this course on January 30th. Okay. So we've covered microneedling, uh, nano infusion. I love those tips about the, the silicone cartridge tip. There are some different ones out there. The metal ones work too, but just be mindful that they're a little bit more, I think, abrasive. Um, yeah. And then what about for kind of the, I would say the cartridge range, because oftentimes our therapists will have a microneedling pen but it also has the flexibility of doing nano infusion. Do you have any recommendations for our listeners around if there's an adjustment for that? So your biggest adjustment on that would be the tip that you're using because okay. microneedling and nano infusion would have two separate tips. Right. So you do want to ensure that the device that you're using, check in with the manufacturer and ensure mm -hmm. that you have the two separate tips to maximize the results that you're doing. Because okay. the last thing you want to do is use a microneedling tip and you're thinking you're doing nano infusion. That's just going to not give you the results that you're looking for. So I would just double check with your manufacturer and make sure that you have those separate tips and ensure that you're, again, being cognizant of things like your speed, the cartridge tips that you're using, making sure that your nano infusion has those silicone tips. As you mentioned, the metal tips do work, but it is a little more spicy yes, than the silicone yes. tips. 
Yes, for sure. Now, of course, with every type of advanced tourist, you have to think about contraindications yes. um, to whether that client or patient can actually even receive the, the treatment. What are some of the contraindications for someone with a darker skin tone variation that a skin therapist would need to be aware of and questions maybe to ask or something to look for in particular on that consultation card. Yeah, amazing. So I think your classic contraindications, like being mindful of retinoid usage, any skin conditions or concerns that crop up any red flags for you. Mm -hmm. I think one of the biggest things that I look for with clients is how they scar. And I think that's crucial is if someone is prone to post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation, if they're prone to keloiding on their skin, this would definitely be a no-go treatment for them. You could look at doing something else like more getting into chemical peels or dermaplaning as we'll discuss a little bit later on. But if you're looking at specifically nanoinfusion and microneedling, I think that is something that would be a huge red flag for me. That would be something that I would be cognizant of. Okay. Maybe it's, you know, someone who's never gotten advanced treatments before and never used professional product before. I would go ahead with some hesitancy and rather err on the side of caution and prepare their skin effectively with a solid home care routine, bringing them in for those professional skin treatments to strengthen their skin, mm-hmm. ensure that they have that agility and integrity in their skin, and then move them forward with something more advanced. Okay. Great advice, Dee. Thank you so much. Especially again, looking at that aspect of, you know, how they scar, like you said, keloid hypertrophic, this is something that you don't have on your consultation card. Maybe take a look at that, or at least put it into your questions, especially going into a more of an advanced treatment. And I like the, the tip you mentioned about, you know, prepping the skin, getting the home care up and going. If you have someone who's a little bit unsure about whether, you know, do they get PIH or post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation, start them off with some brightening serums before we even right dive into some of these more active advanced services. So you did mention another great option is dermaplaning. And I know that is another passionate treatment that you love um, as well. So let's switch over to talking about dermaplaning and what are some of the mindful things that we need to be aware of as professionals when doing dermaplaning on someone with a Fitzpatrick four through six skin tone? Yeah, absolutely. Now with dermaplaning, I know you mentioned I love it. I really do. It's such a great way of achieving intense, glowy, dewy, radiant skin Yes. while still offering a, a fantastic treatment to multiple clients. Now with dermaplaning, I find I always get two questions. Is dermaplaning shaving your face? No, it is not shaving your face. It is actually a superficial mechanical method of exfoliation. So you're going to use a surgical blade. And here's something that you have to be always mindful of is use it as a 45 degree angle. If you're changing the angle of the blade, you're going to increase the chance of nicking or cutting the skin. And that in turn is going to increase the chance of post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation, scarring, things like skin infection for your client's skin or your patient's skin. So you do want to be very cognizant of that. Again, practice, like Beth said, practice makes progress. So practice as much as you can to get that blade at a 45 degree angle. Also be mindful of the pressure that you're using, especially when you first start dermaplaning. Either your pressure is too light because you're 
a little bit hesitant about nicking the skin or your pressure is too firm, in which case you are going to nick the skin. So just practice so that you get the right kind of pressure to be able to remove those dead skin cells from the surface of the skin and prepare the skin effectively. So you can start with using those brightening ingredients. You could even, for a client or a patient that you've been seeing for a while, you understand their skin, you know how they respond. You could even pair it with a light chemical peel. So you could you really encourage that mechanical exfoliation and get that chemical exfoliation with a chemical peel going on there as well. And then something as well to be mindful of is do not go over hormonal hair growth. We always hear that, you know, I know when I was 21, I got that thicker, darker hair on my chin, just one of them that I pluck every single month. So if you do have that, or if you see it on your clients, your patients, avoid those areas because that will cause it to go back thicker. So just avoid that and then go ahead to the, the rest of the areas. Okay. Also make sure that as you're working through it, you are stretching the skin. Mm -hmm. So as you're, you know, you've got your blade at that 45 degree angle, you are stretching the skin. So you've got a lot of wiggle room to be able to scrape the blade upwards and then go back down and repeat right next to it. Okay. I love, I love the fact that you bring in so many great tips and even techniques when you're actually, you know, in it, right. You're doing the dermaplaning. So with Dermalogica, you know, we do have a pro dermaplaning protocol as well as pro microneedling and pro nano infusion. And that 45 degree angle D that you recommended is so key. So when you're using that stainless steel, you know, basically a surgical blade to kind of manually scrape or resurface the skin. Um, there's a lot of different options right there out there. I find for myself, I feel more comfortable with like a butter blade. So you've got that blade that has more of that rounded tip to it as well. Kind of eliminates, I think some of that nervousness of like, am I going to like cut or, you know, nick the skin. Yeah. And of course, if you do that, I mean, it can happen. But again, we have to be aware that someone could potentially have post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation from that. And with that, one of the things that Dermalogica has done to kind of lessen or alleviate some of that stress is doing it with oil planing, which is popular really, I find with a lot of manufacturers and also to other educational materials. What do you find about oil planing that works really great with dermaplaning? Yeah, so oil planning is absolutely fantastic because it helps you to nourish the skin while dermaplaning. Mm -hmm. So you're not mitigating any of the results. You're not reducing the impact of dermaplaning on the skin in any way. It does feel a little bit more comfortable for your client because their skin is, is nourished while you're stretching and scraping or resurfacing with your blade. It also just helps to prevent a little bit more of those nicks from happening because you've got that oil nourishing the skin. So your okay. chance of the blade getting caught in some rougher skin or some textural concerns in the skin are a lot less likely when you have the oil in the skin. Okay. And of course, you're probably thinking right now, okay, guys, uh, D, Beth, what, what oil are you using, right, <laughs> on the skin? For <laughs> us, I love pre-cleanse. I think that by hand, hands down, just a small, tiny amount, Put that onto a, you know, your clean skin, you double cleanse the skin and you just get that really nice slip and glide. Um, and I think it's just even better, especially if someone's got the dehydration or dryness, or they, again, 
have more of a propensity to getting PIH, do all you can to alleviate the you know possibility, I should say, of the potential nicks and cuts. Yeah. What would you say for oil planning is, is your favorite part? Pre-cans. Pre-cans yeah. is the favorite. <laughs> it's my favorite product. Yeah. Not only, you know, pre-cans always just gives your clients and your patients just that instantaneous form of relaxation because mm-hmm. I have yet to do a skin treatment on anyone where you put pre-cans on and they're not, their reaction isn't, oh my gosh, that smells amazing. So it's yeah. such a good way to get your client to relax as well is starting with that pre-cleanse, having them get comfortable with it, because it can be something that some clients and patients are a little bit nervous about because right. it is a surgical plate, but pre-cleanse for me is just is sensational. Perfect. And one of the things too, I think is interesting is that you mentioned is about your, the client or patients, like themselves being a little bit nervous or apprehensive about that. And that's another key component of understanding your consultation card and also to being that CQ skin professional, that culturally intelligent professional, and again, having the confidence and the information and the science backing it up to be able to, again, treat the skin confidently, but also to have your clients feel confident in you. And that's what I love about this course as well. I feel like when you take this, that the the user, the therapist, or the professional will walk away with instant tips and techniques that you can put into, I think, um, action right within your treatment room. Dee, what are some of the things that you're excited about with this course that you find that our therapists you feel are going to really um, connect with? Beth, I know at the beginning we discussed what a long time this has been coming for. And I think in the industry, because there's so much information, especially if we think about social media right now and the way that our clients and patients are learning about their skin and learning about new treatments that are around, I think it's, it's really, really important for that information to come from a place that understands skin and understands Mm -hmm. how the skin works. So part of it is that I'm super excited for everyone to get the right kind of information that comes from a place of experience and comes from a place of ensuring that we're maintaining skin health, no matter what we're doing and, and really focusing on how we're achieving that. I do. I'm, I'm so, so excited about the ability to encourage confidence Mm -hmm. and the ability to widen everyone's horizons when it comes to the kinds of clients and patients that you're seeing, when it comes to integrating different services into your general skincare menu so that you're able to treat multiple clients with varying skin tones and not be concerned about the potential outcome of it because you you're unaware of how to treat it. So okay. I think it's it's a lot of that knowledge. It's a lot of that confidence and just being able to give people the right kinds of tools to utilize, to impact their business and impact your attention of your clients as well. I think that's so important that the point that you made about the confidence and then, you know, impacting them with the right tools and information um, to be more successful. Now you you have been treating melanin rich skin, right? Like for your entire career. I know that's a huge, um, important training aspect and passion component 
um, for that as well. So you, I feel like really understand like the challenges um, and also to the lack of information that's out there in the industry and just like the awareness that's needed through training. Can you speak directly in two aspects? One, as a professional skin therapist, an educator, um, and trainer, and the importance of having a course like this. And then secondly, as a consumer, how you would, you know, how you're seeing a lot of this information that's coming out in the industry, that being a more, I think, mindful and purposeful about treating melanin-rich skin. Absolutely. So I think on the professional side and from the side of being a trainer and a, a professional skin therapist, mm-hmm. I think a lot of that is just being able to have representation. I cannot tell you how many times throughout me being a trainer and throughout me being a skin therapist, I've had clients, patients, students come up to me and say, you know, can I use this? Can I do this? Because I don't see representation of my skin tone in images or I, I'm uncertain if I can do something like this. I was told to never do this on my skin. I think that's really crucial is having that representation, but also having that representation that comes along with education. So ensuring that as many people as possible are fluent in how to treat a multiple a multitude of skin tones and having those conversations with your clients and your patients as well. Because, you know, I've had clients and I've had students who ask, can you use these products on a more melanin-enriched skin tone? Or is this something that you use on your own skin? And I want to equip everyone, no matter what your skin tone is, to be able to answer those questions and be able to dive into that information comfortably. When it comes to consumers and you know where they're getting their education from, I highly encourage getting your education from people that are in the industry, people that understand the industry, people that have studied skin and know how it functions, know how it works. Yes, there are a lot of people who understand how skincare works, but I think skincare and understanding anatomical side of the skin are two very different components. And in our industry, they go hand in hand and we're able to deliver sensational skincare because we understand the anatomy of the skin. And I think that's really important is make sure that you're getting your information from someone who is reliable and always ask questions, ask as many questions as you need Mm -hmm. to feel comfortable with what you want your outcome to be and go to someone who you feel will be candid and completely transparent with you about the results, the whys, the why nots, you know, why this treatment may not be the best idea for you. Just because, you know, it is a popular treatment. Maybe you've seen it on social a lot. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be the best option for you. However, we have a very progressive industry. So it doesn't mean that there isn't something that we'll be able to do to help manage or mitigate the concerns that you're worried about. Why do you think it's so important for us to have this course coming out right now? Representation on all accounts. You know, this this course really dives into how you're able to treat a melanin-enriched skin. And we've seen and done industry analysis on where the gaps are. And we're now able to deliver that information into those gaps. So this will ensure fluency all round on how to treat a melanin-rich skin. What are the do's and don'ts for a melanin-rich skin? What we need to be cognizant of. 
but also giving you that anatomical understanding of what's happening inside a melanin-enriched skin that makes it different, that makes it impact differently, that makes it react differently to certain treatments. Because we, as much as we want to be able to treat all skin tones the same, if it's Patrick scale one versus six are two very different skin tones that need different kinds of treatments. And we want to celebrate that. We want to be able to celebrate that with the knowledge of knowing how to treat a one, two, three, four, five, six, each as individuals and celebrate the fact that we can do that. And I think this course is hopefully the first of many that will be able to do that and really dive into the why is behind the what, because that that really is something that is so needed in gaining fluency and gaining confidence. Well, Dee, thank you so much for that piece of information. And, and I can just feel that, you know, kind of coming from you and pouring from your heart, like right into the screen as we're talking today. And I feel like your words are really going to land in such a powerful way to our listeners. Um, I also want to thank you for your partnership in this project. We have been, uh, you guys, Dina have been like joined at the hip for, (laughs) I would say at least a year going into this with all the different aspects that we're bringing into this course. But I think more importantly, over the past few months of just really again, pouring heart and soul and information and experience and expertise to this course for, you know, for the industry, because it's so, it's so needed. So I just want to thank you so much for not only joining me today, but always just being that, you know, perfect partner, the leader, um, you know, in our industry with us side by side, really like working to get this information out. Um, I can't, you know, I can't express to everyone enough how wonderful you are and how many therapists you have actually touched through not only your training, but also to just your words. So we really appreciate you being here today. Oh my gosh, Beth, thank you. That was so incredibly sweet. And I so appreciate it. I know you know how near and dear this is to my heart and everyone as much as Beth has just said like she's so grateful to have worked with me just so it's clear and on (laughs) podcast record Beth has been the pioneer of this entire program and has really put both feet forward in terms of progressing this and really helping to teach all of us how to do something like this because this was my first time putting a program like this together and Beth really has been just such a solid leader in that. So thank you for all of your guidance and for for choosing to go with something like this. I think it's it's not going to be, you know, only incredibly impactful, but I think incredibly meaningful to a lot of people. So just I'm so grateful to, to have had this opportunity. Well, thanks. Thank you, Dee. I, I so appreciate that. So you guys, we are excited if you can't tell, right? Through this whole entire <laughs> podcast that we've had today, um of really bringing this type of education to the forefront you'll simply go up to treating um on the 30th we cannot wait to share this with you we cannot wait to have you take it as well and stay tuned because this is just the beginning and we've got a lot more information and education and online resources coming your way um 
for the industry. And again, thank you to Dee, my partner, as you know, well as such a good friend of mine for all of your input. And we can't wait to have you guys back on our next podcast where we'll be sharing even more information from our experts on the topic of treating melanoma skin. And until then, have a great day and enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you for listening to Living Skin. And don't forget to rate and subscribe to this podcast. If you have any topics you'd like for us to feature, send an email to livingskinpod at dermalogica.com. And until next time, cheers to living in your healthiest skin.